0: I often joke with some of my newer clients who bring me on to help them with their marketing. I say, look, there are like 10 things we can do to really get your marketing in line, but when I tell you what they are, you're gonna wanna skip ahead to like number six. And they always sort of laugh at me, but I say, no, I mean it, just watch. I'm gonna explain what we're going to do to get started, and you're gonna wanna blow me off, and you're gonna ask me to skip ahead to the things that will quote unquote really make an impact. And then they say no we trust you tell us what we should be doing but more often than not my assessment my joking is right they blow me off and they tell me to just skip ahead but I've been doing this long enough to know that I'm right in this those first few steps are crucial and without them there's no reason to move forward with any other sort of initiative I call them the ABCDs of marketing and I promise If you trust me, if you follow along, they will make a greater impact on your business than just about anything else I can show you. Curious? Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Now, each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. I want to help you do more covers and drive more revenue. Each week I choose a topic, we pick that topic apart, by the end hopefully we've identified a few insights, and then we finish up with an assignment, a short actionable task, something you can do right away to implement the concepts we talk about here on the show, because as I love to say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, today's episode is brought to you by BentoBox, a website, e-commerce, and marketing platform for restaurants. Over 6,000 restaurants worldwide rely on BentoBox to drive high-margin revenue and connect with guests through their websites. I've loved this company for a long time. I've worked on the platform personally. I can vouch for it. These days, of course, you need a stylish website, right? Something that can be an extension of your brand, but you also need one that can help drive revenue. Bento Box understands that because they are a platform created exclusively for restaurants. And to further support the community during COVID-19, restaurant strategy listeners will get 50% off their setup fee when they sign up by March 29th. Get started today by visiting getbento.com slash restaurant strategy. That's G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O.com slash restaurant strategy. So those of you who have been with me since the beginning know that way back in the early episodes, I talked about something I called marketing pillars but over the past two years, I've distilled down my thinking and I've come up with a framework that I think is just a bit easier to understand. It's what I'm calling the ABCDs of marketing. It is a four-step framework to help better understand who you should be marketing to and how to capture their attention. A, B, C, D stands for audience, branding, competition, and differentiation. And these are not new ideas. They all add up to a recipe for identifying a market for your product and positioning that product to capture market share. It's a fancy way of saying, let's figure out what you're selling. Then let's figure out who wants what you're selling. We'll identify other companies that are trying to serve that same group of people and then define key ways for us to separate ourselves from those competitors. I spend much of my time speaking with chefs and operators and more often than not, I find they either don't see the point in going through an exercise like this, or worse, they think they already know it all. But providing answers to these areas requires specificity. Ambiguity is not our friend. So when I say, what kind of place are you opening? And you answer, well, it's going to be sort of a, an all-American tavern with, uh, with pastas and steaks and, and burgers and maybe an Asian flair to it. I don't know what that means. I, I literally don't know what you mean. You sort of describe the menu at TGI Fridays, but I don't think that's something most restaurant owners aspire to. You run a restaurant because it's something you're passionate about. You want it to put something out into the world to take care of people, to feed them. So before we do any sort of quote unquote marketing, we need to figure out why your restaurant needs to exist. So let's take a step back and talk about that for a second. Marketing is about solving problems. You find someone who needs something and then provide them with a solution. I'm locked out of my house. I need a locksmith. They're literally going to come solve that problem for me. I need my taxes done and I really don't know what I'm doing. So I either hire an accountant to take care of it for me, or I go get some tax preparation software like TurboTax. One is a service that solves my problem and the other is a product that solves my problem. That is how all successful businesses operate. Companies identify a problem and then go solve that problem. So how do we do that with our restaurant? Well, we start by figuring out who has a problem that we might be able to solve, right? That's the a audience. We craft a solution to that problem. B is for branding. Our brand exists to serve that audience to solve that problem. Unless we're opening a restaurant on a deserted island, we will have competition, right? There are undoubtedly other restaurants that people will go to, so we have to figure out who our competitors are. That's the C. And then finally, we will need to figure out how we can stand out from those competitors. That's the last one. D stands for differentiation. Today, I wanna walk you through this exercise. It's basically what I do with all of my clients as a first step. Why? because it works. And without it, we're just gonna make stuff up. As I said, specificity is clear. So you'll hear me say over and over and over to niche down, get specific, figure out exactly who you're trying to serve. And you're gonna be tempted to skip this exercise, just like I told you at the very top. You're gonna wanna switch this episode off and just move on. But I ask you to just trust me. Even if you think you've got it all figured out, Just give me a chance. Hear me out. I promise it will help with your business. So, A is for audience. One of the first questions I ask a new client is this, who's your restaurant for? And do you know what they always say? I'm sure you can guess. Without fail, like 99% of the time, they respond by saying, my restaurant's for everyone. But it's not. Not even close. Think about it. There are like seven plus billion people on the planet and most of them have never heard of you, nor can they easily get to you. There are a bunch of people who can't afford your restaurant or don't like the food you serve. So immediately, right, we've identified a huge percentage of the global population who will never, ever, ever dine at your restaurant. And that's a good thing. By identifying who your restaurant is not for, it will help us identify who it is for. This is an important mindset shift here. And so I wanna make sure you really understand what I'm saying. You want to niche down and create a very specific experience for a very specific kind of person. Now think about this for a second. Picture a romantic restaurant, the most romantic dining room you've ever been in. All of us right now uh, probably have an image in our minds, right? and yes, there's, there's probably a bit of overlap. right? I'm sure the dining room is quiet, with soft music, maybe candles on the tables. It's probably an expensive restaurant or relatively expensive, but let's stop right there. I live here in New York City and even here, there is quite a swing in prices for some of the most romantic restaurants around town. So one if by land, two if by sea is one of, if not the most romantic restaurant in the city, and I can go dine there and get an appetizer for like $18 and an entree for like $32, and I can have a great time, but I can also go to Per Se for $300 a head before tax, tip, and wine. Both are quote-unquote romantic, but they offer different experiences at wildly different price points. In a lot of ways, they are catering to two different audiences, two different target markets. And I think if we compared notes from all the listeners out there listening to this right now, there would be quite a variety of styles, price points, locations, and more. So again, before we go any further, you need to figure out your audience. Who are you for? What problem do they have that needs solving? What specific problem are you solving for them? And let me be clear, the answer doesn't have to be, well, we're revolutionizing the culinary world. Absolutely not. But you do need an answer. If you run a sandwich shop, it might be something as simple as, we're providing the people in this neighborhood with a quick, affordable lunch option that isn't fast food. Great. Their audience is their neighbors, the people uh, who work in the offices nearby or the, the people who live on that block or, or whatever it is. The pizza place right by my old high school wasn't changing the world, but they existed to feed families after football games on Friday nights or after play practice or after a long night of parent teacher conferences, their audience was specific as well. And this doesn't lock you in. Obviously, the pizza place doesn't just cater to the crowds coming from the football game but those crowds are a key part of the school's ecosystem. They are key to the success of that pizza place. And the pizza place acknowledges that, and they use that to their advantage. Now, marketing textbooks will refer to this process that we're talking about as market segmentation, right? Finding different ways to divide up the population in a given market and zero in on a specific audience and there are a bunch of different ways to do this. So let's get into it, right? We can look at demographics. This is probably the easiest way to look at it. So what are we talking about? Age, gender, race, income, education, things like that. These are the easy ones, the low-hanging fruit, the the ones that are really easy to spot. Next, we go to psychographics, right? So demographics help describe who the buyer is, right? It it gives us a, a way of talking about them, but then psychographics often help explain why they buy. So this is about focusing in on the mindset of our audience. What are their hopes and dreams, their fears? Uh, what brings them pleasure? What, what, what sort of values guide their their day-to-day? We can also split up our, uh, our market based on geography, right? So this refers to uh, where they live, right? Their, their proximity to your establishment. But then it's also about understanding their experience of getting to you. Do they come from a house or an apartment? Uh, is it a place that they rent or they own? Do they drive in a car or do they take a taxi? Do they have to book a flight or, or take a take a boat or, or a train? After that, I want you to look at behavior. How else does your audience spend their time? Their discretionary income, right? Because restaurants uh, don't often come out of the monthly grocery budget. They come out of the monthly entertainment budget. And so it's important to know what else your audience does with that discretionary income. A couple of empty nesters spend their time differently than a 36 year old single mother of two. Parenting a four year old is different than parenting a 14 year old. Those details help give you a better picture of who your customers are. All of that adds up to a persona or or probably a couple of personas. I want you to name those personas and tell me about them. In the end, you will probably have three or four personas. You should be able to say that 80% of your best customers fit into one of these, let's say four personas. You should be able to tell me all about them down to what their pain points are. We'll use those to start crafting a solution for them. Now B is for branding, right? So now that we know uh, who we want to serve and, and how they need to be served. Now we have to craft a specific solution to their problem. Typically, that comes in the form of a product or a service. That's how business works. Your restaurant, right? The the experience you're crafting at that restaurant should be the answer to someone's prayers. Now I want you to define it. What are you and how do you solve the problem that you've already identified? In order to do that, to get really specific, I want you to work through the following areas. And again, get specific. Talk about the cuisine. The level of dining, price, and location. So, cuisine is easy, right? Or do you serve American food, French, Mexican, sushi? Uh, wh- what about it? Is it is it a is it a, a mixture between those things? Get as specific as you can. Level of dining. I want to know: Are you fine dining, casual dining, quick service, fast food? I want to know where on that scale you stand. Price often. Goes hand in hand with level of dining, but not always. Like I was talking about a few minutes ago, right, with the romantic restaurants, right? Even here in New York City, fine dining restaurants have a swing. You can dine for $70 a head or you can dine for uh, $800 a head and, and just about everything in between. And then finally, location. I want you to talk about uh, where you are, where you you know where you're located. Are you in a city or a suburb or in a in a rural area? Are you in a strip mall or are you connected to a mall? Are you a freestanding building? Uh, are you near an intersection? Are you out in the middle of nowhere? Uh, what's your parking lot look like? How, how do people access you? Uh, all of that helps identify your identity, right? So again, cuisine, level of dining, price, and location. All of that adds up to branding when we couple it with the experience that you're crafting, right? So I talked about this just a second ago. I want you to talk about uh, what kind of restaurant you've got, you know, and, and really, really tell me uh, what you're trying to do in that restaurant. And again, all of that should add up to a solution, a specific solution to a specific problem for a specific group of people. That's A and B. Next, we get to C. C is for competition, right? So now, you know who you're serving, and you know what you're serving. Now, you have to figure out who else is trying to solve the same problem you are. The best part about competition is that it does two things. First, it validates your idea, and second, it gives you a category. Now, let's start with the first. Competition is a good thing because it means that you're not alone. Other Business owners have surveyed the landscape, have looked at the market, and identified the same target audience as being worth their resources. Excellent. That means you've got a a validation for your, for your, uh, your idea. Now, the second part is also crucial, though, because it means you have a category, and a category you will soon realize is a powerful thing. So again, you've identified your audience. Let's say we run a little salad shop in Midtown Manhattan. You know people need a quick, healthy meal in the middle of the day, great. You are obviously not the only place in town. An office worker probably has dozens of alternatives available to them. So you have to figure out, when they head out of the office to go buy their lunch, what other places are they considering instead of you? Now the good news is you're not competing against everyone. The people who are going to get McDonald's or Wendy's for lunch probably aren't interested in a healthy green salad, great. So those aren't your competitors. You probably want to zero in on other healthy dining options in the area. So now you just have to make sure you're top of mind, grouped in with those other four, five, or six places, right? You can't win out over 30 restaurants, but you can be successful competing with just a handful. And so how do you do that? Well, that's when we get to this last section. D is for differentiation. You know who you're serving. You now know how to solve that problem. You know who else is trying to solve that same problem. Now you just have to find ways to stand out from the crowd because you're going to have to convince people to dine with you instead of with your competitors. You do that by figuring out what makes you different. Not better. Better is a trap, but different. An exercise I often do with my clients is this. I say, what are the stories only you can tell? Literally. What makes you unique? You should be able to scribble down 20 without having to think too hard. But I find that a lot of my clients struggle listing even just 10 in the beginning. But then once they start to see what I'm talking about, they start to get it and it starts pouring out of them. So you need to figure out how you can set yourself apart. It can be your location or a signature dish, or, uh, or the people in your restaurant, like the chef. It can be your service style, a, a piece of artwork, or maybe the unique decanters that you use, or the variety of beers you offer, the eclectic wine list you're curating. What are the stories only you can tell? Write them down. Write them all down. They will provide the basis for so much of the work we're going to do moving forward. The ABCDs of marketing are about getting clear on who you are, and who you're for, what you're serving, who else is trying to serve something similar, and then finally, it's about identifying ways that you can set yourself apart. We are forced, unfortunately, these days, to compete in a noisy marketplace, and blending in will not help any of us. These four exercises will help you identify a position for your brand. It will help shape your messaging, right? So it's fine if you wanna run a Facebook ad, but who will you target, and what will you say to them? What kind of offer will spark their interest enough to get them to click through to your landing page? If you build a website for your restaurant, you have to know what people are looking for so that you can provide answers to their questions. Now, as always, we finish up with an assignment, right? So here is your assignment for this week. Carve out an hour of your day and do these four exercises. If you're doing it right, it shouldn't take any more than that. Right? Again, audience, identify four personas for your restaurant and tell me all about each of them. As if you were going to set me up on a date, you say, hey, I know the perfect person for you. And I say, oh, yeah, well, tell me about them. You're going to tell me their age, their gender, their occupation, their income level. Tell me where they live, what they do for fun, where else they like to dine when they don't come to your restaurant. Most importantly, at the end, I want you to identify a pain point. What is the problem you're going to solve for these people? Branding, tell me about your product. Again, go through those areas, cuisine, location, level of dining, price, and the experience. Get specific and tell me how your product solves the problem for your personas. Competition, I want you to identify at least five or six different competitors and do a quick little overview of each of them to understand uh, why you're competing with them, why you're going up against them. And then finally, differentiation write down 10 to 20 stories that only you can tell identify key ways in which you can stand out from the competitors you've already identified what would make someone come to you instead of to one of your competitors do that and i promise you will put yourself in a very strong position as we move forward over the next several months now Two quick requests before I let you go. Give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to start growing that page. Going to start doing some video content over the coming weeks. The handle for both pages is at Restaurant Strategy. Very easy to remember, but I will include the links in the show notes. And then finally, if you have a few minutes, please go and leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way I know to boost us up in the rankings. I'm already seeing it working. It allows me to keep growing this audience, which in the end really just helps all of us. Uh, More listeners mean more guests. It means better guests, people who have insights to share. So help me do that, please. As always, I appreciate you being here. Another big thank you to our sponsor, Bento Box. Their support means a lot to me and their product is incredible. Looking for a new website? They have your answer. Until next time, stay safe, stay creative. If you wanna reach me, my email address is in the show notes as well. I will see you next time.